welcome to another episode of Level Heads Podcast. Uh, today we have a guest from Maine. He is a master woodworker uh, specializing in timber frames. He's uh, Jeff Kelly. And uh, listen and learn how he uh, started out on a path to becoming an accountant and decided to scrap a suit and tie for a chisel and an auger. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Level Heads Podcast, everybody. I am Mike Connolly with Greenside Design Build. And I'm uh, Jamie Verdura with Verdura Construction. And missing today is our homie in monkey business, our partner in podcast crime, Zane Ellis. Uh, he's having surgery today, so we wish him the best and hope that goes well. So we're going to have to try and survive without him. But we are excited today because we have Jeff Kelly from JK Timber Frames, located in Newcastle, Maine. Jeff, in my opinion, is a master carpenter and woodworker. He specializes in timber frame construction. And without further ado, here is Jeff. Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, moved to Maine about 24 years ago. I uh, grew up in central New York and went to college to be an accountant and did that for a few years afterward, probably about three years, and realized how much I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at one point, I was living with a buddy of mine from college in Syracuse, New York, who kind of showed me a book on timber framing. This was um, probably a year out of college, and instantly fell in love with it, and for the next three years was trying to figure out how I can get into that and actually do it, whether it was part-time or for a living and somehow ended up in Maine, um, and I've been running with it ever since. So how do you go from accounting <laughs> to timber framing? Had you have a background at all in construction or carpentry? or I, I had zero background in carpentry, construction, and building. Wow. Um, when, I mo when I moved here, it was... Um, kind of looking at Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, the Northeast I was interested in. Uh, my sister actually lived in Maine, really close to where I am right now at the time, and just figured it would be easier to move somewhere where I knew at least one person than going somewhere where I knew nobody. That's kind of how I ended up in Maine. Um, but yeah, pretty much I moved up here with a one duffel bag full of clothes, a dog, and a Saturn station wagon with zero experience and zero knowledge and zero wow, tools. Wow, that is a brave move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scary. For, oh, for yeah. those listeners that don't know what timber frame is, can you just give, it, give us a basic idea of what timber frame construction is? So timber frame construction as opposed to... Um, I guess I always call it conventional framing or stick framing. Instead of having, uh, you know, two by six walls framed every 16 or 24 on center, we're dealing with uh, timber posts, which might be an eight by nine or eight by 10. Um, I usually do what they'd call like a bent style frame. So we take the cross section of a gable. Um, there might be three, four, five of those in the building lengthwise if it's just a simple rectangle. Um, but all the wood we're working with in timber framing is large pieces of lumber and they're all connected, uh, with traditional joinery using mortise and tenon, oak pegs, oak wedges. Um, nowadays with all the engineering stuff, there's 
steel here and there a lot of times if it's got to be put in the frame or trying to hide it. So when you're inside, you're not going to uh, visually see it unless a cu customer requested that, but um, still the old, old style of traditional um, mortise and tenon joinery is how it's held together. So everything you do is, is mortise and tenon. There's no, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's another, like a lot of people think, I don't know, timber framing post and beams interchangeable. I guess it is. It isn't. Depends on who you talk to. Some people say post and beam is just square cutting timbers and connecting everything with lag bolts and steel flitch plates as opposed to timber framing, which is traditional joinery. But it's, it's always so like widespread across the board of who thinks it's what that I always kind of think of them as interchangeable unless you're talking to some hardcore traditionalist. Sure. Right. So that's where the woodworking aspect I think comes in because you are, you're carving out those mortise and tenons, you're drilling them out, chiseling them out, I assume, and yeah. fitting them together. Yeah. Have power tools to do the brunt of the work, but pretty much everything gets finished with uh hand tools chisel and mallet and hand plane stuff like and that that's, all those up. connections are made in the shop or is that yeah site? yep so we'll we'll cut the whole frame um and i some people will test fit everything before they go to site i kind of rely on all the math and just hope you know i didn't mess up bad <laughs> But we, we, the only test fitting we do is when we're on site assembling before the raising. Um, but all that stuff gets cut um, on site or at the shop, basically, and then trucked to the site and assembled and put up. So we can usually assemble the stuff in anywhere from one to three days, depending on the size of the structure, the complexity of the frame, um, and then get it stood up in anywhere from one day to three days and be out of there. So field works. But we've got mon months worth of work right. prior to that doing the joinery and right. the woodwork part of it. Yeah, for sure. So how do you guys, I guess, I mean, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so Wait, you guys haven't had a timber frame around here a yet? Timber frame. Well, engineering too. That was one of my questions I wrote down is engineering wise. I mean, out here, obviously it's earthquake country. So a lot of connections, yeah. a lot of shears, a lot of things like that. But you guys, I'm, I'm, you don't have to deal with the seismic, but you have snow loads and wind shear and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you kind of covered that with some of the metal plates and stuff. But um, I mean, is there a set of documents from an actual structural engineer or? How does that happen? So main, Maine's, I don't know, unique, I guess. Uh, I've, I think I've heard a few podcasts of yours where Zane was on, and it sounds like where he's building might be the same thing, kind of the Wild West of building area compared to some places that are dealing with the snow loads and the seismic stuff, engineering, building permits, the paperwork. Um, Maine's pretty lax in like almost all of that stuff. Um, one of the projects I'm just about to get started on right now is actually going down to, uh, uh, north of Boston area and that's all got to get engineered. So I'm kind of waiting on stuff to come back from that, but typically in Maine residential construction, it's not really required, but, um, a lot of the stuff, if I'm drawing something up and I'm skeptical of it, then yeah, I'm going to have somebody look at it, but it's not necessarily required. So most of the projects right. you do, are you drawing the plans or is there an architect that's drawing? Post it depends. I mean, 
It, it depends. Sometimes uh, a customer might come with a set of plans and want a timber frame. So you're kind of drawing the timber frame to an existing set of plans. Sometimes they'll come to me first, not knowing what they want, and I'll draw a frame up and they can kind of, I can, you know, I'm not an architect or engineer or anything, but I can draw on the computer, draw whatever they want. Depends on what they need. Um, but uh, kind of just go from there. It's a lot of the stuff I'm doing is fairly simple um, as far as you know barns and barn style houses. So we're not getting too complicated with stuff. But. Do you do a lot of decorative type of work where maybe the structure is built conventionally and then you'll come and put some beams on the inside or some exposed timbers or is it strictly? I haven't done a ton of that. I have done a couple of frames where we've conventionally framed walls and set timber basically the whole roof system might be timber frame that we set on the walls obviously post in in the conventionally framed wall as needed where we need it for the point loads um, but certain aspects of that might make it a little less expensive um, you know if you're enclosing a place with sips you're not having to buy those for the walls you can insulate with you know any one of three or four other options it's easier to run mechanical yeah. through it a lot of times, depending on the structure, the looking up in the ceiling, if it's cathedral, that's the aesthetic value people want. They don't necessarily need the, you know, eight or 10 posts and some knee braces that you're going to see on the, the wall section of it. So I've done that a couple of times. So we, we jumped kind of straight into the technical stuff. I have to go back and talk to you about having no experience <laughs> heading to Maine and deciding to timber frame. Like, how did you learn it? Did you <clears throat> jump on a crew and learn it or... I, I don't even understand how you would start. Uh, <laughs> so to go back to day one, um, my, I said my sister lived up here. Uh, she kind of knew what I was trying to do. My parents didn't at the time. I was still afraid to tell them that I was quitting my job and moving to Maine and going to be a timber <laughs> framer. <laughs> but uh, there is a company up where she lived that, that did that. And she's like, you should come visit and talk to them. So I did. Uh, kind of got a tour of the shop as a larger company and left, went back home. And probably two months later, <clears throat> he called up and asked if I wanted a job. And I was like, yeah, I'll you know, be there in a month. Um, so basically went there with zero experience, just kind of as an apprentice. Because prior to that, I was looking into, you know, there was there's not like schools per se back then to go to to learn it. Um, there was a few small, like whether they were one week or one month kind of courses you could pay and take and I did entertain that idea but ultimately thought about it and I was like well I'd rather get a job and have somebody pay me to learn than I would pay someone to teach me so that's the route I went once I got that job offer not that it was a lot of money but the experience was worth it um, so basically worked there for about a year and a half and kind of got to the point where I felt like we were doing the same thing over and over and I wasn't really learning anything new um, so decided to leave there and I had another interest was I wanted to learn how to build furniture. <laughs> so I quit that day and drove like two miles to a guy's shop. It was a two man custom handmade furniture shop, walked in the door, asked if he was hiring and got hired that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked there for about a year and a half doing custom furniture. Um, same thing, just, you know, for now I'm, three years in, a year and a half doing timber framing and a year and a half building furniture. Uh, 
you know, living on my sister's couch and then fixing up part of her bar and living in there just because you're getting paid shit. And within, I guess, three years or three and a half years of coming up here, went off on my own. I kind of hooked up with a couple of brothers that had some nice projects and they had the cabinet experience um, that I didn't have and general construction. They had actually went to trade school for, you know, house building, residential construction. So I learned quite a bit with them. Um, still doing the timber framing when I could, or if we got a job, we were working together, the three of us, um, and picked up cabinetry. So at this point, I had the timber framing, cabinetry, and furniture skills kind of culminating and learning as I was going, <laughs> basically, with whoever I was working with or around, try and pick up as much as you can. Um, you know, at the furniture shop for six months, all I did was wiped oil furniture on stuff and wiped it off. But, but you got I good at finishing. Watched what everyone was. I watched. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the worst part. <laughs> I just watched what everyone was doing. Anytime I was working anywhere, like you learn a lot from watching. Yeah. And, and in that shop, I watched the two guys in there for six months, and they finally let me make like one tiny little pull-out tray on a desk or something. And we're like, oh, he can actually do this. So started giving me more to do, and kind of went from there. That's but, amazing. Just pick up whatever you can with work and with whoever you can. I mean, the more people you work with, I think the more you learn. Yeah, yeah definitely. I got to admire your tenacity. It's like <laughs> coming from knowing, it's like walking down, I'm going to go down to uh, Houston. I'm going to become an astronaut. Yeah. You know, and like two years later, you're I, an astronaut. I, hey, I, I did, I did have skills. <laughs> yeah. They're just an accountant. Yeah. There's an accountant, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure come in extremely handy you're a business owner so you're probably oh, yeah. ahead of most yeah, of the construction no, I mean, industry in that regard well, there's a lot of math that, too, that's definitely a good skill to have yeah. um you know when i when i first moved up here it was one of those things i felt like i wasted seven years of my life um you know going to school and working in the field for three years but over time i've realized that it's a actually valuable skill to have and i am glad that i have yeah. it i don't look at it as a regret now like i wasted my time i didn't at all yeah well, then when you get into these roofs and angles and you know there's a lot to it and understanding it all yeah there's a lot of math to it yeah so are you yeah how big sure. is your team is it just you or do you have a crew how big is your setup uh there's me and uh myself and <laughs> i and uh, yeah, I feel, the, no, I feel the same i have <laughs> yeah so no it's it's small i have um if i'm in the shop doing cabinetry or any mill work anything in the shop it's it's just me working by myself um if it's a timber frame and it's very small i'll do that myself if it's a larger structure i have one guy that works with me wow um he actually has a, a portable bandsaw mill. So a lot of times he's milling the timber packages out for us. I'll hire him to mill the beams. Oh, okay. that was and then when he's done with that, I'll hire him to help cut the frame out and put it up. He's awesome. He's another, uh, corporate America guy retired early. Um, he's, you know, 60 something years old. Well, <laughs> way older than me, but a bull just like works harder than anybody. Right. Um, great guy. Cool. love working with him and I can, I can call him up and ask him to work for an hour one day or a week or a day or a month or six months and he'll be there. Um, but I don't rely on him really as an employee or anything like that. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever I can by myself, but obviously 
if there's time constraints, you can't yep. take on certain jobs if you can't get it done. Um, the only time I'll look for help is when we're actually putting a frame. I was gonna up. say, how are you standing uh, though? That's, that's when you special guys than, too, right? <laughs> I got special guys. We do bigger, heavier work, and you guys who can rig and understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I don't even have special guys for that. Yeah. I mean, like Ben and I will go assemble everything on the ground. We'll we'll assemble all the bents flat on the ground, just the two of us, no problem, a day or two. Um, but to actually stand the structure up, like I <clears throat> have to hire a crane. Okay, right. and. Most of my friends are in the trades and they're all builders. So I don't care who they are as long as they're a good worker. Um, I'll get different two or three different people every frame raising and it always goes smooth and great. And everyone has a blast. I love doing it. A lot of them have never even done it before. Yeah. yeah. Kind of want to see one help on one. So, so you just need some but muscle. Putting them up, definitely. You need help. Yeah. Yeah. Not even muscle. I mean, it's some special. muscle. Hopefully the special. crane's doing most of the work. Yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of barking yeah. orders though. If, <laughs> yeah. If, Nobody's done it before, you know, yeah. they're kind of standing there waiting for direction, which is fine. I'm, I'm fine doing that. I can imagine that. But for the most part, to answer that question, yeah, it's, it's usually just me or me and one other guy helping Bunch out. It. So that's one of my questions. You kind of alluded to it that you guys, you get the, the wood gets milled, the portable bandsaw. So, I mean, do you guys just get rounds from... I don't yeah. So, I mean, we can order a timber package from a commercial mill and I'll just give them a list and everything will show up, whether we want it rough sawn or surface pour side planed. Um, most of the stuff I'm using is Eastern white pine out here. It's locally accessible. Um, and he, if Ben is milling for me, he's got probably five or six guys, uh, contacts that are loggers. Uh, he'll give them a, he'll convert my my finished timber list into a, a log list because right. they're different. He needs, you know, for an eight by eight, he might need a uh, 12 inch diameter log at the skinny end at a certain length. So he'll convert my list to the logs and then he'll source the logs and then mill all the beams right. out for us. And then we'll start cutting the frame and everything is green that we're really? cutting. Um, you know, I'll cut a tree down tomorrow. He'll mill it the next day and we'll start doing the joinery. So on. what does that do? The frame Sorry, I guess our lumber, I mean, conventional framing, the lumber's wet. It sits, I mean, it sits at the lumber yard out in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's been, it's been through yeah. the kiln, so it's been dried. It, it's been, yeah. it's been dried once and then got yeah. re-wet. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff so you're when you're putting yeah. those post frames. No, it'll, it'll dry over time. When you're you putting ahead. those post frames together and the lumber's green and it's wet. I mean, a year yeah. late, year yeah. or two later, three years, is it, is it all twisted? Is the, it's, it's going to dry and shrink and check over time. Um, there's only a couple of mills that I know of that I think you can get kiln, like full kiln dried timbers. And I believe it's like either radio frequency or microwave in them. I've never used them before. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the people I know in the industry are dealing with green timbers. Um, you know, if you put the joinery together and everything is super, super tight and you go back two years later after it's been insulated and heated and drying out, you'll see stuff moving and shrinking and checking. It won't look as tight, but it, it's, you know, I tell everyone up front that's going to happen. Like, yeah. Don't expect this to look like this day one and right. year five. But if somebody is willing to pay for dried timbers, sure, you know, sure they can do that most of the people when they see the price tag on it might not right. want to do it it's though. part of the look too right i mean yeah that's another thing are yeah. the interiors that, are the interiors of all these homes exposed timber or is there i mean they do plaster up there right yeah they do plaster uh 
most of them are exposed. Uh, depends on how you insulate it and close the structure in. Um, if it's a barn and it's not getting heated, it's just a traditional barn. A lot of times people are just going to board them in and side it and roof yeah. it and that's it. If it's a house, <clears throat> um, most of the living space structures I've done, we've used the structural insulating panels to close them in, which actually get applied to the outside of the timber frame. So you're still visibly seeing all the timbers from the yeah. inside. How do those SIPs... And there's multiple ways of applying them. Yeah, how do those SIPs get up, applied? Do you lag bolt them or how do you... Uh, they have these huge, long, I think it's uh, Fasten Master, some of those big, long black screws with a flat pancake yeah. head. There's like threads on maybe the last two inches of them. So there's different length screws to go through the wall panels and roof panels because the, the thickness of the panels are, uh, are different based on the R value you need. But they basically get screwed to the frame. And then all the panel seams have uh, plywood splines routed out that go in and then get nailed on both sides of the panels with a butt cool. together. I have never done a SIPS panel house. It'd be interesting to, to do one. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. It's not my favorite thing to do, but um, I don't want to not get a job because I'm not willing to put them on. So, But you can, you can close a house in and insulate it without using them. You can infill between the posts with conventional framing. Right. Um, you can board the walls in and then wrap and strap with a couple layers of foil face, you know, polyiso foam with strapping in between and crisscross it and sheet it again inside it. There's, there's so many different options to do it. Panels are relatively fast to install, I think. Um, they're pretty, I'd say they're pretty efficient as far as heat and then cooling. Uh, not much heat loss. There's no thermal breaks other than your window and door cutout. So uh, pretty efficient. System. What do you guys, I just don't like. What are the typical them. foundations like and how are you holding these post frames down? Uh, it depends. Some of, a, some of them might just be on a monolithic slab or Alaskan slab. I don't know what you guys would call it there with a thickened perimeter um, with rebar and mesh. Um, my place where I'm in right now is on a slab. It's got a big two-foot thick perimeter probably coming in about two or three feet, and it tapers up to the slab thickness, and there's wire mesh, rebar, and fiberglass mm -hmm. in the concrete. Um, most of them, depending on, you know, we have frost to deal with, the ideal way to do it would be digging down and actually doing a footer frost wall and slab. And then the only difference I do with a timber frame, if it's that system is instead of an eight inch wall, uh, go to a 10 inch thick wall for the, um, frost wall or ba full basement. If it is just to try and get as much post bearing as we can on it. And then if the post is missing the interior part, we kind of have to scab something onto the inside of the foundation to help transfer that load down to the footer. And how are they getting attached? How are the posts getting attached? Uh, the one coming up, I think there'll be some probably custom made steel knife plates ah. that are going to get anchored okay. into the concrete and go up into the post and pinned to that. Um, like I said, it depends on where you are and what's required. Right. A lot of times I use those Simpson straps are like three inch wide. <clears throat> um, looks like a big, shoehorn it that's poured into the concrete and they come up two or yep. three feet that fastens to the post um, but various ways to, to fasten to the foundation cool and do you knife plates probably the best one yeah it's a clean look do you strictly just do maine new, or new england do you travel any else in the country uh most 
most of the stuff I do is in Maine. Um, I've done probably one, two, three, four. This summer I'll be doing the fifth one down in Mass, just north of Boston. Um, kind of all from the same customer or customer's friends have kind of got me a lot of work down there. Cool. But can pretty much travel wherever. I mean, we're doing the majority of the work here. And like I said, if we had to travel, we're out of town for a week or two at most, probably a week usually, and then back here. I don't really, if it's an out-of-town job, I wouldn't close it in. I wouldn't take on the panel portion of it. Um, But if it's just the frame, I can, it's like doing a custom kitchen. I can build that in the shop and transport it wherever. And I've been to my brother's down in Charlotte and hauled the whole kitchen I built up here down to him and stayed for a few weeks and put that in. So are you doing a lot of, of kitchen or cabinetry and furniture work too? Uh, furniture, I kind of stopped doing years ago. Um, just it was a hard market to get into. Most people aren't willing to pay for kind of a higher end quality piece of heirloom furniture. They'd rather just go buy something from a box store and throw it out in two years. Right. So I just personally found that a hard market to get into. I still love doing it. It's nice. It's very precise stuff and looks beautiful, but it just wasn't a market I was willing to fight to get into. So I kind of stopped unless it's for friends and family. Right, sure. Uh, the cabinetry, yes, I still do. Um, it's just been a weird three years. When COVID started, I was in the middle of doing a massive cabinet job that I was hoping to get help on. And just because of everything that happened, I ended up doing it myself, Um, finished it. And after that, for some reason, almost every call that's come in has been timber frame, timber frame, timber frame. Um, And I've been taking those. uh, I've turned down a few cabinet jobs, custom kitchens, just because timber framing, I feel like my body's only going to do that for so many more years. And I want to do as many as I can. Sure. Um, but cabinetry, I still do. I still like it and I still will do it. it just, it's been, like I said, it's been a weird few years of most of the calls coming in and then timber frame. So the calls, the really. calls are coming in and coming in and I don't know about you, but Jamie and I, a lot of our, our business is coming from Instagram and you've got, seem to have a really um, big Instagram following. How much of your business is coming from that or has it, um, I wouldn't say I've gotten any jobs yet from Instagram. Um, most of it's word of mouth, um, either past customers or other contractors and tradespeople that I work with that know what I do might pass my name along. Mm-hmm. Don't really advertise or letter my trucks and equipment up. Um, I mean, there's still people. I'll go into the lumber yard, and after 24 years of being here, guys that worked there for years would be like, oh, I didn't know you did. <laughs> I'm like, fly under the radar, I yeah. think. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that have no clue what I do or who I am around here. And we're in a small town too, so. That's kind of uh, nice. The Instagram thing, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I don't even know how that happened. I, I've only been on it for a couple of years. My wife kind of convinced me to do it. and It definitely took off, but I wouldn't say I've gotten a lot of, of work. I've got some inquiries, but. Some of them are just not feasible. Um, some, I haven't gotten any jobs that I've taken yet from yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I've been following you for a while on. I just enamored by the, all the post-frame construction and how you do all that. And it's the funny story. I don't know if Jamie knows this. So how I was introduced to Jeff is uh, my clients, Mike and 
Kristen Smith, who I built a house for, are very good friends with Jeff's brother. And they're like, yeah. and when I was building their house, she's like, oh, we have a friend of ours whose brother, he's this timber frame guy, master carpenter out in Maine. I'm like, oh, cool. That's neat. I kind of didn't take any notice of it. All the while I'm following him on Instagram. I didn't put, <laughs> didn't put two and two together until we started the podcast. And Kristen's like, hey, I've got a guest, yeah. a great guest that you need to get on your podcast. I'm like, who? She's like, he's a brother of our very good friend. His name is Jeff Kelly. I'm like, Jeff Kelly? He's a woodworking guy, right? Post room's like, yes, he is. You need to have him on. <laughs> so it's a small world. Put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. really. <clears throat> Definitely. That was funny when I when I heard that. <laughs> so so the so the backlog. So you're so you're busy. So Tim Frames, it's happening up in Maine. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. Um, I mean, I've I don't know. I've been lucky that I've always been fairly busy. Uh, you guys must have gone through 08 and beyond yeah. <laughs> um, that was definitely a slow period up here as it was for everyone but managed to to get through that a lot of guys kind of banded together and worked together um, did a lot of you know shingled a lot of roofs did a lot of stuff i normally wouldn't do but stayed busy yeah. i think the, yeah. the guys that had a good reputation and name stayed busy and got any port it. in a storm right um but recently yeah yeah recently um <clears throat> definitely i mean i i can i probably you know, have turn away more work than I can do in a, in a year, just being small. I don't have the capacity to, to take on that many jobs. I think last year was the most frames I put up in one year was four. And one of them was already cut. We put it up in the spring, but it was cut the prior year. So that was like a pretty busy year for me. That, that was a lot. Wow. So what's up? I mean, I don't know, 2,500 square foot frame. What's that like? How long did that take you to cut that out of the shop? Um, twenty five. Well, my place I'm in right here is about three thousand square feet. Uh, I'd say a couple months. Couple with the months. Two of us working, be able to get it done. Yeah, we kind of work outside a lot, so I don't have my shop here is um, set up for cabinetry. And it's pretty cluttered, so we don't cut timbers in here unless it's a really small structure. Like one that I'm working on now is going to be done here, but um, so a lot of times the weather yeah. will dictate how long something might take just because we're working. Yeah, you got to move that field. lumber; it's got to be heavy. Some of those bigger pieces. I mean, it's all green. Yeah, I have a skid steer for moving stuff around, yeah. um, and a little timber dolly cart that's super handy handy if we don't have the skid steer right there and those um, material handling is is a huge thing if you don't have a piece of equipment you're gonna break your back those easy main winters you have up there i'm sure you just truck on through the winters right when you're trying to stand i mean how tall are those frame 22 foot a frames you're standing up they're probably taller than that uh they're probably pushing 20 i think the one we just put up this winter was close to 28 oh, feet to the peak yeah there's there's some places there's still height height restrictions so you can't go over a certain height but probably 20 to 25 feet i'd say would be average height for stuff that we're building so when you're doing these are you're just the carpenter portion of this are you are you're not the gc are you you just no, no, I'm not the GC usually. Um, not even the whole carpenter portion. I'm just timber frame. literally coming in and putting the frame up and leaving. Um, 
the frame we just did, uh, I'll be like, you need to, your GC has to get the site work concrete done. You got to frame that first floor deck. Here's the specs that you need for special blocking and anything underneath to carry loads down that you have to put in there. Um, and when I show up, it's framed, the deck is framed and sheathed, ready to go. I'll cut out the plywood where the posts land just so we're not crushing their dent. Oh, cool. Um, put the frame up and literally leave. I'm done with my portion unless it's got to get closed in with sips. I'll do that. So how are they putting the second deck in? What's the, are they, is that? Uh, so the second floor, I usually frame basically a secondary floor system, right? perpendicular to the timber floor joists. Um, I'll frame two by four, two by six, whatever we need for space in there. Um, we're only spanning like, you know, 30 inches. So a two by four, two by six is fine when we're framing that secondary floor system. <clears throat> Seat, sheet it with whatever subfloor. Um, then from the first floor, you can access to run wiring, water lines, whatever for mechanicals, which is handy. And then put your finished floor upstairs and whatever you want to do in between the timber bays. Like you can see here, I use sheetrock. You can put wood in uh, there. So up in here on my place, there's uh, two by fours running this way, 16 on center to make a whole nother floor system above that. So you're visually still seeing all those timbers. All right, down so here. it's essentially a making your floor system pretty thick. Right. So you got, you know, a, 12 or 14 or 16 inch beam with say 10 inch joists coming into it, flushing out at the top, then you're going to frame another floor system on Got top it. of that. So a lot of that stuff, you know, you have to consider with wall heights, right. uh, space, room space. If you're going to do a dormer upstairs with the knee wall, like what's that going to do with the window height where the roof lines come in? Right. So a lot of things people don't realize and they're just like, Oh, we want a dormer and a five foot knee wall. I'm like, well, you're not going to be able to look out that window. <laughs> right. And any of the dormer windows. So there's a lot of like that, all that geometry kind of plays together and you have to figure it out and play with all the heights to make it work. So, so, and that's what they have you involved in all that stuff. So you're kind of, you're, I mean, you're the lead. I mean, you're the frame. You're, yeah. You're the I like, yeah, I'll usually frame. be, be, be involved in the beginning. A lot of, a lot of the general contractors that I will work with, you know, they've never dealt with a timber frame. A lot of the mechanical mechanical guys have and, and it's different a lot of people are intimidated by it running the wires and plumbing through it right um, but there's a lot of weird idiosyncrasy things involved in a timber frame that you might not have dealt with ever or know how to you could figure it out but what's the easiest way well i've already done it three right. times so pick my brain so it is nice to be involved in the beginning yeah making yeah. sure the heating guy's not coming in and chainsawing one of your yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to fit cut, cut, through, a, cut yeah. through a main a main carrying beam that's yeah. carrying up the whole floor load. We just cut a four inch hole through it. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Oh. I mean, I, I, I day one when someone talks to me, I'm like, okay, stack your bathrooms, right? Like first and second floor. If, if you can, you don't have to, but it'll make life a lot easier right off the get go if you can do simple things like that. Sure. And it's not that you can't, but um, there's, there's so many of those things in the project that, okay, this will be easy. This will be hard, but you can still do it. It's just going to be a pain in the ass. So going back, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot go to, ahead, Jamie. I was to say, there's just a lot to say about getting all the, you know, all the players involved early, you know, for a GC or yeah. homeowner or the architect or everybody, it's sometimes they're going too fast and we're getting the plans and we're just go, go, go. And you get on site and deal with it. But man, 
getting all yeah, these Yeah, you have to pay attention. I mean, I've done projects where, you know, I've repeated myself four or five times and, you know, anyone from the architect to the GC or the builder doesn't listen or pay attention. They hear it, but they're not understanding what I'm saying. And then they get to that point and they're like, holy shit, what do we do here? I'm like, got me. I was like, I already told you what to do, yeah. but no one listened. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a big mistake because so, of the... The paper guys yeah, not own. getting the mechanics involved early enough, you know. For us, yeah. it's nice that we self-perform the bigger phases. So the GC, where the, I'm the foundation and the framer and the GC, so we can yeah. kind of head off, all just head it off. But we're, we run into the big problems with all the steel out here because we have all these yeah. steel moment frames and steel beams mm -hmm. and for all the shear and everything. But you can't drill those and you can't go around those. And it, it's yeah, you're probably so you got to tell people no, like, hey, you gotta, your ceilings aren't gonna be ten feet, guys. We got to drop this and you know <laughs> yeah. whatever else. But yeah, it's tricky. It looks good on seeing, paper. Seeing how people build in other parts of the country is, was new to me a couple of years ago because I wasn't exposed to all the social media, seeing what people yeah. are doing. And, and like out west and you know, up north, I'm like, holy cow, like I can't believe how much like steel is in everything, even in a conventionally framed yeah. house. Um, yeah. it's, it was a, definitely an eye-opener. Well, whether it's, whether it's conventional framing or post-framing or out west and you're using tons of steel if you don't have that team all on the same page early your architect yeah. your home builder your gc all those guys yeah. really then you're, you're just going to run into mistakes it's super important to have that team together early. and i think getting all the way down to the to the mechanic to the actual guys like some of the you know your 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 post frame guy or your steel fabricator or your lead carpenter yeah. framer whoever's laying that house out those are yeah. good guys to get a meeting with early plumber Yes. Plumber HVAC. Plumber, yeah, plumber's not a big one, yeah. Cause, you know, how many plumber's times? A huge how many one, times yeah. have you plumber's had to burn a hole in steel? Yeah, exactly. No, plumber's plumber's <laughs> a big one. Uh, electricians, yeah, you guys suck, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, plumber for sure. <laughs> is is that going to be one of my questions later? Plumbers or electricians? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you already know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently you don't like electricians. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Shout out to my, I love my electricians. They got it easy out there. They don't have to put they anything in conduit. Them. I mean, everyone's wiring, yeah, everyone's true. running yeah. extension cords through their walls everywhere. Yeah, Meanwhile, Mike's, Mike's guy's got a, yeah, out in Chicago, they is got it, do everything Is that the conduit. code? You can just run an extension cord <laughs> Everywhere yeah. in the country. Yeah. You don't even have to put it into like EMT conduit or anything? We do. No, Mike, you guys Every, do. So you, Maine, you guys do too in Maine? It all has to be in conduit? Uh, no, 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 certain That's things. Chicago have to thing. do, but. Unions, good, strong unions in Chicago. That's why we're running all that conduit. Oh, they just don't want the people stealing the copper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Hey, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah, well, I can imagine. I can only imagine. So, going back to when you're an accountant, Jeff, and yep. you decided that you. I don't even yeah, You don't want to do it. Did you specifically say, I don't want to do this. I want to do post frame. Or did you say, I just want to work with my hands or was it that specific? No. I mean, when I was actually doing accounting, at, at, I spent a year and a half in central New York right out of college work. And then I ended up down in uh, uh, Maryland, just north of DC is where I quit my last job to move to Maine. And I was in an office, um, you know, I had to wear a suit and tie there Ugh. every day. And there was no windows in the office. It was a cubicle. It was an office with two desks, no windows, sitting at a computer all day long. And just 
hated it. There was nothing fun about it. There was no job satisfaction. You know, if I, whether we were working out on an audit or doing a tax return, if I did some huge tax return for a customer and handed it to a partner to sign off on, there was no job satisfaction in that for me. Yep. Um, I just didn't like anything about it. And the timber framing, um, like I said, a, a close friend of mine I was living with in Syracuse right out of college, he was kind of exploring what he wanted to do with his life. And he read a book and got to the end of it, did all these exercises. And that's where he was like, oh, it says I should be a timber framer, a homesteader, or an organic farmer. <laughs> and I remember looking at, I looked right at him and I was like, what the hell are all of those? <laughs> like I had no clue what any, any one of those three things were when he told me. And he happened to have a book on timber framing that he showed me. And literally, like, as soon as the first picture I saw, I was like, fell in love with it. I was like, I have to learn how That's to do awesome. this somehow. And then from there is when I went to Maryland. So I was a year and a half scheming in my head, like, how can I learn this? How can I do this and still keep my job? Can I afford to do this? And just there wasn't any way till the opportunity arised and ended up in Maine. So, That's awesome. It's a, kind of a weird I don't know, midlife crisis at 23 <laughs> years old, I guess. It felt like, you know, not being clean shaven, growing a beard and getting out, getting after it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I have to. That's why I have a beard now. So rebelling against having to shave every day for work. Rebelling against corporate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hate it. My, my other rebellion and against corporate America was uh, wearing an, the ugliest ties I possibly could every day to the office and... I had about a hundred from my father and my grandfather's that worked pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> Ugly tie collection. So, yeah, I think that's something we don't. We talk about the trades and right. We're trying to get the kids involved in the trades and right and all this stuff. But I think what we talk about is job satisfaction. Is is there? That's a big part of it. I mean, looking back at what you put yeah. up in the air that day, it's really. I mean, we. I love it, and with the guys, love it. It's it's a good feeling. Yeah, I mean the the job satisfaction. Going back to like you know giving a. a partner in the firm, a tax return that you just completed for one of the customers, like there's zero there for me. But if you built a piece of furniture or a cabinet or a timber frame or trimmed a window or put flooring down, yeah. like when the customer or anyone shows up and they see that, like, like the job satisfaction just from their reaction, it was like, you know, off the scale. Yep. It was just, it made me want to do that more, do better. You know, every, every job I do, I feel like I finish, I feel like I could have done that better. Like I'll pick my own work apart. Like totally. oh, I can't believe yeah. I did that or that looks shitty or that sucks. Or, yep. um, but just the job satisfaction when you finish something and other people see it is just tremendous. It is a good Makes feeling. Makes you want to do it again. Yeah. I love getting the, uh, getting the roof rafters in the air, or that third floor deck up. We were just yeah. up looking and looking at the views and just with the guys going, but this is rad. <laughs> it's a good feeling. And, and, and what you're doing all day is like fun. Like, yep. like I feel like I get paid, to go have fun every day like where before i got paid to go be miserable all day <laughs> yeah yeah the, yeah well the miserable parts of our business is for me or for probably most guys is that office work the paperwork the that yeah. that kind of grind right just, dealing with the bs but i hate that part yeah i just did my i spent like a couple days doing my taxes oh. sunday and monday and same thing i was like this is the worst two days of the <laughs> year right now uh. even though i know how to do it <laughs> and account. I, I was like i can't I'm not going to pay someone to do it. I feel like yeah. I, I just wasted that. That's where I would feel like I wasted seven years if I actually paid someone to right. do my own stuff. Yeah. So like I forced myself to do it, but I still hate it to this day. Like I dread 
you know, getting all that stuff together and I don't know, paperwork. Sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So Jeff, where is Newcastle, Maine? In the middle, at the top, at the bottom? So Newcastle is right on the coast. Um, we're about an hour north of Portland, okay. Maine. So if you're coming up the coast, um, right when you get into the state of Maine, you're probably an hour to Portland. And then from Portland, you're an hour to me. So about two hours north, right on the coast. So the town I live on is right on uh, Damariscotta River, um, which you can just jump on. It's like almost across the street from me. It goes right out to the ocean. So are you, can you walk to the ocean from where you're at or, or is it? Uh, if I, well, no, not to the ocean. I can walk to a river that'll get me to the ocean. <laughs> oh. uh, to I the can ocean, walk to a river to get me to the ocean uh, too. It's just a little bit longer. <laughs> Yeah, tw- tw- probably 27 hours. 20, probably 20, 25 minutes. I can drive okay. there pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a nice area. It's a, in my opinion, mild winters. Um, Let's talk yeah, about mild winters. I'm from California. <laughs> yeah, you got the mild winter. <laughs> Six months of snow is pretty mild. <laughs> you you frosty for a, a week, rain, we get though. pissed. <laughs> yeah, I was... T- I was telling Mike earlier, I was like, in my opinion, we have two seasons here. I've got long John season and not long John <laughs> season. And my long John season is like eight months long. I have them on today. I had the wood stove. Yeah. Today. <laughs> I'm always cold. Yeah. But for the most part, it's pretty mild here. Uh, being near the coast keeps it fairly mild. We don't get the amount of snow as you would inland. But you, um, And when I moved here from central New York, it was, everyone's like, oh, what do you think of winter in Maine? I was like, well, it's pretty easy it's like way warmer and way less snow that's from right, you, right. <laughs> central new york gets hit from all that lake effect snow but you get those yeah, nor'easters yeah. that the you always hear about yeah we get a few of those they're um not too bad i'd say we get like one a year a lot of times it's when it's rain though so um, we didn't get hit too hard with snow this year <clears throat> and the temps we had one week of cold sub-zero weather and that was yeah this i think this has been a uh a mildish winter throughout the country although the mountain area got that whacked with a lot of snow i don't know how cold it got but we just got yeah another brother in park city utah they got hit pretty hard with snow we we took a lot of rain yeah 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 california are you are you on the coast yeah we're on the coast yeah i'm five minute walk from the beach so we're yeah yeah, half mile mile back Buddy, we got, I mean, yeah. shoot, 30, 40 inches probably since January. I don't yeah. that make an exaggeration, but wow. a lot, a lot of rain <clears throat> yeah. and wind. Jamie's best friends with Johnny Utah. <laughs> I don't know. They like to tease me. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows who Johnny Utah is. You guys can Google it. No one knows, Mike. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> they like to tease me because I'm from California. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess you want to do... Uh, this or that, since you asked about it. He's ready. Well, we already know uh, the electrician, uh, that, plumber that, answer question. Did that mean I wanted to do uh, it? Hey. I was just asking about it. It was a perfect segue. It was, it was we'll, do, yeah. we'll do a couple. We'll do a couple. Uh, now, you can yeah. do as many as you want. I, I just happened to hear, I hadn't heard him before until this morning's episode. That I, listened to I just like, pulled, oh, Mike showed up with those I was like, I better day. get ready I, for him. I thought they were pretty I good. I pulled so. them out of my ass one day and <laughs> people seem to like yeah. them. So we'll, yeah. we'll continue. Yeah. All right. Free lunch or free dessert? 
Uh, free lunch. Okay. Going to try and get some main themes going here. Fish or lobster? Uh, fish. Beer or coffee? Remember, I'm not friendly. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Beer or coffee? Uh, coffee. Oh, there was a hesitation there. Plumbers or electricians? Well, I thought it'd be two, I thought it'd be two alcoholic choices. <laughs> yeah, 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 you gotta be beer, beer, whiskey, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, what was that last one? I plumbers didn't or electricians? Uh, I'll have to go with plumbers just because, like, majority of my friends are in plumbing and heat, and I don't have as many there as you electrical. Go. So plum, plumbing and heat. And electricians just suck, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Gordon and Jamie. Well, shout out. Wait, wait, wait. I love my electricians. My electricians. My electricians awesome. Yeah, I got to give them a shout out. Yeah, it's nothing I wouldn't say to their face. Lobster <laughs> lobster roll or payroll? Uh, payroll. What? Uh, am I getting paid or am I paying? <laughs> I don't know. Payroll? These are up for interpretation. <laughs> oh, I'm not a huge lobster no? fan. No, okay. No. Uh did that just ixnay like 10 years? Yeah, I got I got to cross up all. <laughs> hold, hold on a second, let me refigure these. Yeah. O money or O a favor? Uh I'd rather O a favor. I hate owing people money. Okay. That's cool. <clears throat> introvert or extrovert? Uh extrovert? Okay. I think Loose guidelines or clear guidelines? Ooh, that could be depend on the situation. <laughs> loose? <laughs> You're up in Maine, so hey, it's loose up there, right? <laughs> it's loose. Yeah. Money or love? Uh, there love. you go. Success or happiness? Happiness, for sure. Sweating or freezing? Sweating. I hate being cold. <laughs> That's the long johns. <laughs> yeah. Pine or oak? Pine. One hundred percent. Timber frame guy. And then the the all important yeah. question: kittens or puppies? Puppies. Okay. No one's way. picking kittens. We're, do- we're 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 a dog family. I can't help it. We you got dogs. Cats. What kind of dogs you got? Uh, well, we had four, but we're down Ooh. to one. They were all Australian oh, cattle those are dogs. Awesome. Cow dogs. Those are like yeah. super smart so dogs. Got, got one. Yeah. One left. Yeah. yeah they were fun to one fun to watch. They'd hurt each yeah, other. I bet. Yeah. That's Real a lot smart of, dogs. Dog, yeah. A lot of energy. What yeah. about family? Kids or wife? Kids? Uh, nope. No kids. Uh, in Maine right now, it's just my wife and I, and my parents are still in New York. Uh, central New York in the same house my dad grew up in that his father built. And I got a sister in England. England, oh really? And a brother, oh, yep, par- brother, older brother in Park City and my younger brother in uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Or, so that's Brian. That's the one that, so yeah. Kind of, yep, Brian's down in Charlotte. So we're spread out. Keeps my parents busy during retirement. Is traveling around visiting. Where, where in England is your fun for sister? It'd be funny if she's in Newcastle. <clears throat> <laughs> no, she's not there. She's in uh I can never remember the name of the town. She's like south of London, like twenty minutes. It's like Sussex or uh, Sussex. South 
I can't remember the name of the exact town. South, South of London, London yeah. we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do for fun? <laughs> work. <laughs> Most entrepreneurs, right? Uh, work work well, all that's the, the thing. time. I don't if, know. If it's uh, fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Posting stuff on Instagram's like my 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 fun time. That's like I have no social life. So. Off-roading and stuff. Working in, in the morning before work or after work, I'll get on and play around on that. And, uh, but Jeeping, I'm into old Jeeps. We go trail riding with Jeeps quite a bit once a month, usually do that. That, that must be cool. I mean, how mountainous is it where you are yeah. in Maine? Uh, not super mountainous right here. We usually, when we're going jeep and we're going up to the ski resort area sunday river sugarloaf area which is a couple hour drive away we'll tow the jeeps up there and go cool. for the day there's a, a club i'm in that does like one one club jeep ride uh per month the first saturday of every month so it's a good time cool so when you're on get off the notes here now like on instagram i i get DM'd every now and again, like younger builders asking me how to do this. How did, how did you do that? Or I noticed this on your Instagram. Can you tell me how you, how you guys put this together? Do you get that in post framing? Cause I know when I look at your stuff, I'm like, Oh, I, and I should probably DM you. Like, how did you do that? Or what's the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I get a ton of, um, messages, DMS from people on different posts, questions, um, if I seem to get a lot, I'll try and do a post on it. Yeah. Um, just instead of answering back. No pun intended. Um, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do make a point also of trying to respond to everyone. You know, they're legit people. I will take the time and respond to them. Uh, one of the things when I first got on Instagram, um, which I still think is a good platform. A lot of people have their you know pros and cons about it. I think there's a lot of good information out there. Um, people forthcoming with their knowledge, uh, learned a lot, watching, hearing how people do stuff. So I do make a point of responding to everybody. I'm not just going to blow them off and be like, you know, whatever. Here's a question, but I'm not going to answer it. So that takes some time, but it's it's worth. I mean, people did it to me because I would get on there and ask questions yeah. or direct message people, <clears throat> and I realized like, wow, like I can't believe this guy got back to me. I was like, well, I better do the same thing if somebody asked me. And eventually down the road, people did start asking questions. I was like, well, you know, I'll return the favor and answer the question or have a conversation. I've met a ton of great people on there. Too. Yeah. Um, people that I've physically met, people that I've never met, probably never will, but I'll, you know, converse with through there. People I've met there that I've had come help me on jobs that live oh, in really? the area. Um, I, it's, yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple frames where I put up where, you know, called people that have never worked with them before, like, hey, you're close by, you want to come put this frame up, and they showed up and spent the week. That's awesome. That's cool. I mean, that's, did a great I job. Mean, that's, and yeah. Yeah, be, be, become actually pretty good friends with a few of those guys through that, doing that. That's awesome. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel kind of weird. They're, they were trades people, though. They were in the trades. It wasn't just they like, like some ex, some <laughs> it wasn't some accountant <laughs> right, calling yeah. me like, hey, I want to learn how to do <laughs> yeah. this. <laughs> I'd have been like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's a good thing there was an That's Instagram great. way back when you started, right? Then some post frame yeah. guy would have been like, who's yeah. this accountant uh, with the ugly tie? I, I got made fun of a lot. My first, that first job when I showed up, like all the guys in the shop, they knew I was 
you know, an accountant be coming in and it was just like <laughs> nonstop. Like, who's this skinny little accountant? I weighed probably 150 pounds. <laughs> like, try and give me all the stuff to lift heavy right. that they thought I couldn't. And, you know, but I was going to show them I was going to lift it if it broke my back or not. That's right. Did you find the board stretcher? <laughs> yeah. And the toenails. <laughs> the toenails. <laughs> That was the first thing. I still remember that. They sent me to the lumberyard to get a pound of toenails. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped at the door. I looked at him and I was like, kind of like, what? And they all burst out laughing. I was like, shook my head and laughed. I had no idea. I, I Like I said, I had yeah, zero you, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I was like as green as you could get. There's a lot of funny memes on Instagram about uh, that stuff. The guy catching sparks, they're going to recycle the sparks. <laughs> I've seen the guy trying to weld the two rods, like scraping them together with a helmet on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's all fun. It I mean, is. Yeah, every everybody everybody was there at one point. Yeah, so. totally. And I think the older guys want to see what you can yeah. take as a younger guy, and if you kind of can take it, and yeah, get a little bounce back, then yeah. you're worth teaching something. I mean. Some of the younger guys on crews that are working on a job site I'm at, like you get a feel for them if they got a sense of humor, what you can, you know, kind of, you don't want to crush somebody's ego or yep. their attitude, but you can have some fun with them. And if, if they've got a good attitude, like, you know, I, I went through it like you can too, Yeah, yeah no, it's but you don't want to drive them out of that. You don't no. want to drive them out of the trades though, because there's no one there to begin no. with. No, there's a lot of coaching that goes on in my, <clears throat> my company and my crew. Yeah. It's, uh, the newer guys trying to explain to them that, hey, you know what? These guys, if they're picking on you a little bit, it means they like you. They're just kind of seeing how you yeah, handle it. But then yeah, I got to tell my older yeah, guys, sure. like, hey, man, take it easy. These kids are softest generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, that was funny as shit, but you guys got to take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that guy's not going to show up. Yeah. Like, these guys will quit, man. <laughs> like, take it easy. There's no yeah. badness in it. It's just, it's a rite of passage, right? No. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. It is. It's just, yeah. but, you know, you get enough enough people in a company you start really seeing who can a lot of everybody can handle it yeah that's you know, true they're still they're still yeah. good guys and good workers and they turn out to be good tradesmen but not everybody can handle it <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's another reason why i don't want employees yeah another reason 1001 yeah. <laughs> it's too much too much stress i keep hearing you say that you don't have employees i was like i'm on your page mike i'll come i'll come uh back yeah. you up on that well it's i mean I, I guess not I'm not completely employees. honest. I do have two laborers and uh, myself and myself and John. So, but we don't have, we, we don't have a yeah. huge That's team. Starts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't yeah. let go. I just, I, I feel like I'm stressed about everything. I need to have somebody that I've got to keep busy for their 40 hours. Uh, and I think I hired. Three I mean, there's so many hours in a day I'm doing stuff that I'm not, you know, necessarily yeah. getting paid for just legwork that might be, overhead costs and I'm getting stuff done like then I got to stop what I'm doing and find something for someone to do so they can get their 40 hours in it's so stressful for me now that's I don't know it's been easier so I have so that's that's totally true and I get that stress for me that I find that stress when I need to get more help in the office because hmm. that's where we, yeah. we're, we're really deep in the field but I got that figured out because I have so much work and then I have my tier of journeymen and management that can kind of take three or four guys and it's kind of all structured, but yeah. the office, if I get a new office person and they're like, Hey, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. <laughs> what are we, I don't know. So that's, you know, so I get it. I get it there. Well, there is a, there is an art yeah. in being able to move your players, be the coach essentially, right. Being able to put people in their position yeah. and set them up for what to do. And that's part of the reason I don't have many employees because I suck at that. 
you know, I, I have always feel like I, isn't that called managing, managing. Yeah. Right. I mean, Jamie's good at it. He's, he employs half of half moon Bay, So he's good at putting people in their positions and it's man. Well, there's managing, there's keeping everybody happy and and productive and kind of figuring, if you can figure out what players do better, where, which team they should be on amongst the the company. And then, you know, hell, I mean, you got to know your job too. Like I'm, I could put in a foundation I could frame. I yeah. can, I've been doing it a long time yeah. every day. I'm good at, it. I can read plans, you know, so I'm able now, do to you, lay do you ever, out. Do you ever get a customer that wants you to do a project? Or they're adamant, like we're hiring you. We want you there to be doing the work. Yeah. That's um, like physically. That, I went through that like, early. Yeah, no, totally. That's yeah. a, that's a good question. I, I went through that early. Um, I'll be early, early, early. You're just, you just are there. Cause you're the guy. So you and the laborer, you and two guys or whatever. Yeah. And it said, you only got one job at a time. And then I kind of went through a little bit of a low there where it's kind of starting to grow a little bit. And these guys are like, Hey, well, we want you here. We're hiring you. But now yeah, they don't want me there. They like that. We're a bigger yeah. company that like that. They're structured. They like yeah. that. If I'm out on vacation or I'm sick, there's still a foreman, a PM, my office staff's checking in. Yeah. You know, there's different layers of management there that make them feel comfortable. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like when I've talked to people, like I've had those direct questions asked to me, like, well, if we hire you, are you going to be the one physically here working every day or are you going to sub it out and not be here? Right. And, and there's definitely around here, you know, it's a small area, small town, like people, when they come to hire me, they want, they want to hire me, not totally a company that I run. Totally. So I didn't know if you guys deal with that much. I know you, both of you guys are definitely a lot bigger than I am. Yeah. Doing and, but in essence, when they're the hiring us, your project are bigger. Yeah. But by hiring us, in essence, we, since I'm a self performer, since we are doing the excavation, the foundation, the yeah. framing, you still are hiring me. It's like, Hey, Jamie, like I'm in my, yeah. my work boots. I'm dirty. Like I worked, I'm out in the field. Yeah. My bags, I have bags in my truck. I don't wear them every day, but they'll, they go on. Yeah. So I'm in the field. I put eyes on a lot of, on <laughs> a lot of sites today. So it's like yeah, you're hiring me and my framers. Suit and tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a suit and tie guy, but you know. But if my guys over here are <coughs> cutting the roof, I'm not up there in the rafter cutting cutting it. But best believe me and him are in yeah. the office or on on the back of that truck looking at those plans together. <clears throat> so in essence, they're getting me. Yeah. They're getting Verdura Construction, and that team is yeah. hands on building that project. But he still looks good so in a suit. I've seen Jamie in dress shoes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him in I dress don't shoes. Think I even own a suit. <laughs> this yeah. guy. Maybe a collared shirt. <laughs> collared shirt. <clears throat> collared shirt at best. I, don't even I, I, I still fit in my suit from uh, my first job after college. Still got those ugly ties? You still, still got those have, ugly ties? Still got those ties. Uh, still, still got the ugly ties, still got the suits, and they still fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I wonder, is there any post framers out there saying, man, forget that. I want to go become an, an accountant. I highly no, doubt it. None. Zero. <laughs> highly doubt it. Yeah. You know what the weird thing when I was doing accounting, I remember working with a guy when I was down in Maryland that he actually said to me, he's like, he's like, I, I love my job. I absolutely love what I do. And I remember that like blowing my mind, like, like how can anybody love this? Like, but there are people out there that like, yeah, yeah. Teach their own. That's for sure. Yep. Well, I think that's a, that's a good one. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Hey, why don't you tell, yeah, before we get off, tell yeah. everyone your IG handle and how they can follow you. I think if everyone who's listening, if you're not following Jeff, you got to follow him. This amazing post build. Yeah. Super. Learn a lot. I, I believe it's. Go ahead. Thank you. I uh, I believe it's Jeff Kelly Woodworks on Instagram. Um, 
I never really look at that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Kelly Woodworks, I think. Just do a search for Jeff Kelly. He'll come up. If you put Jeff Kelly Woodworks, something will pop up that'll be close to it. Yeah, Jeff Kelly Woodworks. All one word. Yeah, yeah. The one and only. He's got a he's got a healthy beard on him, so if you see a beard on the page, you know you found him. <laughs> oh, that was the one yeah. I missed. Shaved head or shaved beard? I should have asked you that one. Shaved head. I've I've had the shaved head with the beard. <laughs> all all last summer I had a shaved head with the beard. You got to go back. You got to go back in the post to see oh, okay. that. Deeper though. in the gram, man. Got to got to go down. Yeah. Do some homework. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I like the shaved head. It's low maintenance. Right. Yeah. The the beard. I probably won't shave that again though. Who's the other guy with the big beard from Canada? Uh, he's a carpenter. Uh, Canadian, Canadian carpenter, carpenter, yeah. Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, he's 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 got me beat by quite a bit though. <laughs> <Joe's good. beard. laughs> yeah, you're you're doing good. I'm only I'm only about two and a half years in though on mine, so that's two and a half years worth, huh? Used to shave it every oh, every wow. winter. Yeah. Does it ever get caught in any of your tools or million million? Uh, only what one time. I was leaning over um, a hand cordless drill with a one inch auger oh. bit in it that was like 16 oh. inches long. And it grabbed a little chunk and pulled it out of my face. It's <laughs> the only mishap I've ever had. Now I'm more oh, careful. As long as it didn't pull your whole face down like that. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no. My, my mom gives me shit every time I talk to her about watching <laughs> my beard and getting it caught in the tools. I bet. But honestly, I, I mean, hey. She's my biggest. Biggest proponent to shave it. You, you're a post frame. Yeah, good for that. You're a post frame carpenter slash woodworker. I mean, you gotta have a beard like that, right? You gotta. Yeah. Yeah. That goes to the yeah. territory. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. But thankfully, no, not a lot of mishaps. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's good meeting. Yeah, you. thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. It's got Pleasure. great chatting with you guys. Yeah, I'll continue to follow along. Zane's gonna be pissed that he missed this one. Yeah, he just uh, he just texted yeah. and he made it out alive. So. Oh, good, good, yeah, good. Cool. I'll, good. I'll send him a message and give him some shit. I can't believe he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <kidding>. do that. <laughs> right on, Jeff. All right. Take right. it easy, man. Have, have a good night, guys. Thanks again. Look at that. That was awesome. See, you can do it. <laughs>